I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You hear that? That is my kettle. Pete Donaldson with you uh, from the Football Ramble, talking about kettles. We're not here to talk about kettles. Shut up about them, you. Uh, now, Ooston, we have a problem. Uh, not one that involves an exploding rocket, but certainly one that involves the Football Ramble. Uh, now, there was a problem with the computer uh, at the studio, uh, what we use, and uh, for some reason it wasn't recording my uh, microphone, uh, which meant the lads could hear what I was saying. I could hear what I was saying, because I know what I'm, you know, coming up mouth vibrations and that um, but they uh, the computer uh, muffed up basically and it only recorded um, Marcus's Luke's and that one who spots Arsenal's uh, microphone so uh, what I've done is I've only spoken very sparingly during this podcast. So uh, you'll hear me in the Newcastle chat, you'll hear me in the opening question, you'll hear a little bit after the music, uh, just for the lols. But uh, other than that, because you just can't hear me, uh, I uh, was forced to uh, be on this show in a merely producery kind of role. So uh, thank you for listening, and uh, I'll be rounding up Pete's Mystery Voice game uh, next week. So if you're still puzzling over the identity of uh, the man or indeed woman, uh, you've still got a little bit of time. Uh, What I would say is, don't knock yourself out over it because there's a canny few who have already got it terribly correct indeed. Anyway, here is the football ramble this week. Sans me, but plus the fantastic ramblers. Actually, before we get to it, do you know that the actual phrase was uh, Ooston, we've had a problem here. Not Ooston, we have a problem. Social ammunition, mate. Social ammunition.
Meet the new boss, same as the old boss, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. My name's Marcus and Luke's here. All right. And Jimmy's here. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody. Oh, <it's> <laughs> <laughs> it is now. Yes. Yay. Oh, I've my goodness. I always wonder why I do those mic checks at the beginning of the show. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> now I we thought know. we had about two or three of them there. <laughs> um, right. Brazil manager Dunga has banned players wearing caps, flip-flops and earrings while on international duty. I'm amazed that that many Brazilian internationals are wearing flip-flops in the first place. It doesn't seem like a sort of footballer's choice of footwear. Well, they all tend to wear them like going, going back from showers into dressing rooms and stuff, as Pete's yeah. reference. But I'd like to see them, if they're not going to wear flip-flops, perhaps those plastic old Veruca socks that you used to have to wear with talcum powder. <laughs> yeah. <That'd be> good. <laughs> footballer's feet must be a state. Yeah. Um, if you were an international manager, what would you ban from your camp, Jim? I would ban any form of language. Um, I would want my team to be like, but practically feral, just so, mm. so they'd have to understand each other on a purely sort of footballing level. Body language. Yeah, absolutely. They I would like just that. have to know each other's games so well that they could effectively sort of use a sort of hive mind. Like, like they could grunt and stuff, yeah. and certainly use body language, as you say. But I wouldn't allow them to communicate as normal human beings. I like that. Interestingly enough, um, you don't. Uh, cats apparently only meow to their owners, and when they're very very young to try right. and find their mother they don't tend to meow to each other apart from in combat and that is apparently because cats are so good at picking up body language they can communicate everything they need to communicate just by that they don't really need to meow I've so also maybe heard, you get Brazilian footballers to do that yeah I've also heard that dogs have basically evolved to bark to communicate with us rather than That's anything similar else then. similar thing yeah, yeah. yeah so I mean it, it could happen mm. if, if these footballers are you know up for a bit of a sociological experiment if they work hard enough and imagine you know you're playing against that team they're just grunting at each other they're, they're practically feral as I said it'd be mm. terrifying it'd be like playing against a team of Tevez's it would mm. yeah Indeed it would. He's back in the international setup. Yeah. More on that in a little while. Uh, Luke? I thought I would look at it a little bit more, obviously, and go, computer games, consoles. <laughs> right, OK. Because I, like to, I don't really like the idea of players, when they're winding down, using computer game consoles and stuff. I just think it's that quite should, stressy, isn't it? I think so. I think it can get you frustrated. It can get you a little bit angsty. I'd rather to see them read a book or perhaps watch a nice documentary. Well, what if they read something really stressful, like One Piece? Don't read that. Well, I'll ban, ban that as well. <laughs> That's going to test you, isn't it? Give me another one. Uh, uh, I can't think of another book. Something about Enid Blyton. Also banned. Okay. All right, Gove. <laughs> <laughs> what's, str- what's stressful about Enid Blyton? Um, people are not me. I don't find this stressful. No, but he was putting it forward for you to sort of <laughs> accept or deny it. Okay, Enid Blyton books are arguably quite racist. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. What yeah. about... Uh... I don't know. James and the Giant Peach. I love fine. that that's, that the sort of depth of your knowledge of literature <laughs> has gone straight back to children, like childhood books. What are you books. talking about, Enid Blyton? If James and the Giant Peach yep. has been translated into Portuguese, it's fine. Yeah. Mm. It's in. Yes. And if it hasn't, why the bloody hell hasn't it been? Yeah, get on that. Yeah, Pete. Uh, I would ban drugs tests. Can <laughs> 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 how... <laughs> Further, the football skills could get if people could run really, really, really fast forever. My goodness, like the Soviet Union back in the day. Oh, yeah. it's also a real allegedly, test, isn't it? That when that Not news allegedly. breaks, you know, you, you see from those players they're thinking, does this mean we're we supposed to? You say about the Soviet Union, so because they didn't actually win anything. No, no, yeah, or unless they won the Euros, maybe. In the, you know, was that them? No, maybe that was you. Dodgy ground, but they never really won everything. I don't anything. Unlike that Italian side of the mid nineties and the Spanish. Anyway, I don't think um, I don't think the Soviet Union was smoking weed in the 50s <laughs> okay well, mine's actually quite similar to Jim's um, plagiarist 
No, Jim. I'll, I'll, I'll see. You. I would ban talking for the first five minutes of a match. Right. So just silence. Or the first ten minutes, maybe, uh, while the players are playing. Because I just think it might freak out the opposition slightly. Imagine so if you were playing a team and there was just nothing. There was it'd just be like silence. playing a team of replicants. Like mm. Exactly. Artificial intelligence robots. You'd, you would notice it. Mm. You'd be slightly freaked out. And then on when it hits ten minutes, I'd give the signal and everyone would just explode into noise. No, when you... When, sorry, Pete. When you get to, when you're after ten minutes, you, yeah. you give a signal to start talking and then the big centre-back goes, where's the talking, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Better than that, I think, just in the tunnel. Because everyone starts saying hello to each other, just stony face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Keane would the prefer that. Yeah. team in on it, just not saying a damn thing. Yeah. That would be, just to get, you know, getting your own solace. Or j- just humming. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't they, uh, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, in uh, Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> or, all doing the, um, the, um, f- Coca-Cola Christmas advert. Holidays are coming. Holidays are coming. are coming. Goals are coming. Goals are going to come. And then Neymar goes, tis the season. And everyone kicks into the life. That would be great. Yeah. You can't I mean, deny that. We can't be too far away from players like basically doing adverts within matches. When they're playing. Yeah. yeah. And mm. I couldn't have done it without Pepsi, the choice of a new generation. <laughs> Other choices of new generations are available. Yeah. Um, Jim's got the points. Yeah. Oh, I was on a hat trick as well. I wasn't yeah. going to say anything because if I said something, I knew you wouldn't give me it. Really? And you're still not giving me That's it. That's not how I operate. <laughs> I think what? the points are baked in. Marcus knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah, he does. Mm. It's like wrestling. Divvying up. I've yeah. got all the points all planned. The narrative's in his head. Yeah. My uh, my mid-season uh, stroll to victory will uh, be put into place <laughs> around January. Like every year. Um, yeah. uh, but it is, it is a time of celebration, though, because today is Oberfemi Martin's 30th birthday. <laughs> 30. <laughs> There's nothing to add. He's younger than all of us. <laughs> Still going strong. Let's go to uh, Das Premier League. We've got to start with West Ham 2, Manchester City 1. Oh, I'd, I'd like to start with, um, Big Sam? with a tweet that Jonathan Wilson put out there straight uh, after the game. He said, there are cats sitting next to massive vats of cream looking less pleased than Sam Allardyce in this press conference. Presumably that's because the cats know, um, through Sam's body language, as mm. we've established, yeah. that that cream is reserved to him. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he was in, he's like a dog with 48 bits. It, but it's fair enough, isn't it? Not, I mean, he's yeah, he's, he's, proven, he's proven Sam right, hasn't he? I mean, the game against Liverpool, I know Liverpool aren't having a good, good time, but they were excellent. They have been excellent. And bearing in mind that the fans were having a go at him towards the end of last season certainly yeah. uh, about his style of play and whatnot. and here he comes into this new season he's mixed things up a little bit superb signings and made some good signings yeah he deserves credit because not only has he made some good signings they've probably done the best in the, in the summer in terms of transfers mm. you'd yeah. have to say for, for, for now at least um, but he was under all sorts of pressure wasn't he mm. for his job people were talking about him losing his job all the time and to be fair to Sam Ados he, he got on with it he knuckled down and to be fair to the West Ham board well. as well and the West Ham yeah. board asked him clearly didn't they to change his style and he's done that and he's still being successful yeah. I mean of course it's only October and they're not going to be the top four but they're going to they're going to do very well aren't they yeah mm. like, you think they've, they've, they've really I mean you don't want to get complacent about it if you're a West Ham fan but they've really they're going to stay up now yeah, I mean, no doubt about that the, the form they're in they can aim for the Europa League and still have a really successful season if they fall short it's a yeah. great situation for them to be in it's the best situation they've been in for a long time and I think we've neglected Sacco a bit on the show was it his seventh goal in a 
row? So I think it's seven, I if think, you include the league, the cup, I think. Right, it is. I mean, yeah. yeah, in in the league club record, I think. Mm. Yeah, in the league, he's got six and six, which I think he equals Mickey Mick, Quinn. Mick Quinn's yeah, that's uh, right. Record. What I liked about West Ham's performance against City was that it was a confident performance. They were content. Well, I'm not sure they could do too much about it, but they were fairly content to let Man City have the ball. I mean, they had about thirty percent possession West Ham, but they mm. really made it count. Mm. And Man City, I mean, these sort of defensive errors between um, Mangala, who's not in great form, and Di Matteo, who's obviously not being selected. They targeted Mangala, didn't they? They did. Um, but Di Matteo isn't in the team, presumably because he's not in great form. Joe Hart's having a patchy season. Um, they're going to cost. It's going to cost them the title. I mean, it's essentially people are saying it's between Chelsea and Man City, but it's a one-horse race, really, because Man City cannot afford to do what they did against West Ham. Same way they did the same thing against at home to Stoke. Mm. Um, they have a, what they what they tend to do. It looks to me like. They dominate possession. They dominate chances, but they don't make it count. They still they concede sloppy goals. Yeah. And, and if you're Chelsea, you can see three goals against Everton and then score six. That's fine. But Man, <laughs> yeah. Man City aren't going to score six at the moment. I mean, they, they scored four against Spurs, but you know Spurs. Uh, <laughs> do, you, do you know what I mean? Mm. Sounds like an Alex Ferguson the moment, team talk. The, the, yeah. The moment one of those sort of parts of the puzzle falls out. As in, they don't take their chances. They don't turn that dominated possession into into great chances. Then take those chances. They look vulnerable. Yeah, I think but it's, they're also strong in the middle. I would say stronger than City are as well. They just defend yeah, from the midfield. Be- Chelsea, the best team. Of I'm course, yeah. that. it's becoming embarrassingly clear very early <laughs> yeah. on, isn't it? Do you th- do you think that um, you know? Obviously, City have got um, what's it called? Sort of ambitions to be one of the best teams in Europe. Hmm. Do you think they can do that with Joe Hart and Gold? Do you think he's consistent enough? I don't think he's consistent. I don't though. think Joe Hart's the weak link. No, I don't. He's, I don't he's think not he's the a... weak link, but he's certainly not one of the world's best keepers. I'm surprised you're um... singling him out there. Well, I was thinking about Mangala, Andy McAllister as well. Yeah, I well, think part Mitchell of the problem has been that Mangala has not been the sort of steady influence they would they would have hoped for immediately. Well, he's well, not brought the depth they were hoping for, but it's, it's early days. Well, you know, he started off last season quite poorly. Then he really came into his own, and did well, and then this season he's been a bit patchy, from what I've seen, mm. and that's presumably why he's not being picked. Well, he wasn't picked for the West Ham game, but Mangala. When Pellegrini said when they signed Mangala, oh, look, um, he's not ready for the Premier League yet. Then he chucked him in and he did okay. And then he started to do really well. Perhaps Tim Chalice was a bit tired from the World Cup and and mm. uh, yeah, maybe That's Mangala's come in and he thought, well, we'll give him a little bit of a run because they haven't had a terrible start. They're mm. still in the in the in the top four. I don't personally. All I'm saying, I don't I'm surprised per- you singled out Hart so much. I personally don't think he's top level. I'd say he's head he's and shoulders <laughs> the best keeper at Manchester City. Yeah. He's pretty young though, isn't he, Hart? I mean, it's easy to forget that as a, as a goalkeeper. There's still a lot of time for him to sort of iron out. Little things in his game and I think he can be their goalkeeper for a long time even if they continue on their upward trajectory uh, but yeah. yeah but Willie Caballero um, on the bench for Manchester City he's a far better keeper than, than was it Pantillamon who came yeah. in for Hart uh, last season or the season before last whenever it was he's at Sunderland now isn't he probably um, rubbing his gloves together with glee <laughs> 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 yeah, I, th- I think with the Man City thing of course they haven't conceded notably more goals than, than Chelsea I think they've got one or two more than Chelsea haven't they um, not, not a huge amount more but I just I just don't think they look anywhere near as well, it was just the, I thought it was the, the, the problem was not taking the chances Aguero missed a couple of chances that's what I'm saying yeah. the one that came off the bar where you thought my goodness he normally puts them away and of course he will next week and, mm. and the week after we know that but um, but just just take it back to West Ham real quick. Mm. Um, what will be interesting now for for Allardyce and West Ham is that they've got a few decisions to make. Essentially, that 
Kevin Nolan's coming back. I mean, he came on for the last couple of minutes against City. He's coming back to fitness. And, and he's been a very big player for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Andy Carroll's coming back, who politically is a very big signing for them. Yeah. So I don't know. What Allardyce is going to have to do is make a decision about whether he can get away with, because we know what the board's like there sometimes, whether he can get away with only introducing Carroll from the bench and yeah. not picking him because well, it's working really well. For no, uh, and and, and no also one. not picking Nolan, who's a big personality and who has worked with Allardyce for a long time. It'll be a really interesting test of Allardyce's man management mm. if he can crack on with the results and still carry Carol as he's going and say to the players that are being picked at the moment you've earned this that's right um, and not draft known straight in there yeah. you're right but if you look at it the, the, the players have got going forward Downing's had a great season so far obviously Sacco's been brilliant he's been injured now hasn't he Sacco well Sacco looks yeah. like he might be out for a month so maybe Ena Valencia though has yes, done very well. well I mean he had a great World Cup well. and, and that was I was surprised that West Ham got him without any disrespect to them I thought um, a mm. bigger club might Same come like in Song. for him yeah. Song. Yeah, that's, that's the, one of the signings of the summer it's absolutely incredible that I mean Song is a very very good player he's, he has a tendency to maybe hang on to the ball for a bit too long but he's damn good at just winning it back immediately yeah. one thing uh, f- sorry Luke, um, that I found interesting about the way West Ham played from what I saw of it was they seemed to very deliberately defend very deep which obviously makes it harder for City to get in behind them and then they don't really know what to do mm. that seems well, look, to be the case David Silva conjured up a lovely one oh, he? <laughs> yeah, that was a lovely goal and, but it wasn't and, enough yeah, I was just going to say with, with, um, with Anna Valencia who, who played well and Alex, Alex Song who again played well <clears throat> or sorry is a well, is a well sort of respected player and you were surprised maybe they're both those signed for West Ham with respect to West Ham I wonder with the Alex Song thing if there's a slight chance he thought mm, I'll get in the shop window again here playing maybe. back in the Premier League Possibly. and that would be my way into playing for maybe a Champions League club because he came from Barcelona and obviously mm. he was great at Arsenal so. um, but it's obviously going a lot better than maybe he expected and maybe he'll stick around because David Gold actually said today there's, chance, there's a chance that so, well, they're talking about getting Song permanently wow. well, they, I mean, but West Ham want to expand don't they I mean, of course. Well, well, they're club moving does. to a new ground but they're moving to a new ground they're a big support West Ham yes yeah they do absolutely they do um are we starting to see the West Ham way? <laughs> yeah, we're finally it. seeing Maybe it. Maybe we're creating the West Ham Ray right now, Jim. West um, Ham Ray, there's tons of them. Yeah, Ray right yeah. Winston. <laughs> uh, Argentina might be playing Croatia in a friendly soon at Upton Park. That'd be and fun. Tevez has been brought back into the Argentina set-up for the first time in three years under new coach um, Gerardo Martino. So it might not be seeing Tevez. Scored, I think his goals have dried up recently, I think, mm. for Juventus, but he's certainly scored oh, he's, a few He's, he's, he's yeah, doing, doing very, well. very well for yeah. them. Very, very well. Well, well, well done, West Ham, eh? My goodness, Uh, uh, on the march. Uh, Chelsea did drop points at Manchester United. It did. Uh, But Drogba scoring a a Champions League final-esque goal. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's incredible, isn't it, that man? Who would have thought he'd be back after going off to China, that one day he would score again at Old Trafford? Yeah. Um, Obviously, a lot's happened since then. Scored in the Champions League as well, didn't he? Um, For Galatasaray. No, recently. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a penalty, the penalty. So that's right. Big goals from Drogba. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Well, that was in a 6 0 win. It's the Champions League. <laughs> and Marino was very unhappy that he took the penalty off uh, Hazard, I think. But yes, I'll take your point. Um, it's a good job at the United got Rafael to mark Drogba for that. Club. That was on funny, earth. wasn't it? Because Fellaini was marking him on every other corner, it would seem. Yeah. And Fellaini had a good game. So, flicking yeah. one twos all over the pitch. Like, he's, he's looking like the player that we expected him to be when he signed. Um, but obviously, he's just completely. just Something's happened there, isn't it? Where there's either been a mix up or 
score for Laney's disregarded who he's supposed to be marking, and it's cost them massively. It just wouldn't happen. Yeah. I just can't imagine that happening at any level. But it's, su- it's such a basic thing. I mean, can you imagine on a Sunday morning? That's what I was you thinking. just pick up height for height normally. Yeah. How on earth has that played? That is just uh, mind-boggling. He got mm. absolutely nowhere near him either. It was. It, I mean, he could have. He could have been tight. I mean, Rafael could have done better, but there's nothing he could have done about the header because Drogba's got so much height on him and got him to the ball first. It's so strange. Van Persie should have done better on the line. Well, Van Persie well. got a touch on it, so own goal <laughs> yeah at that point Van Persie would have done anything for a goal he had to score for a while then obviously yeah. he popped up at the end but I thought United showed a lot of improvement they had they more did. possession than Chelsea oh, oh you're right. there we are uh, I'm getting excited. Yeah, yeah. hang that phone up. Um, Being the Manchester United fan that I am. Yeah, he had, um, <laughs> they had more possession than Chelsea. They had more chances. I th- I th- Chelsea, to be fair, though, of Mourinho in particular, he is happy to let teams have possession if he knows what they're going to do with it. I was going to say that um, although United still look shaky at the back and they, uh, they, they do lack a bit of confidence, I think, obviously going forward they're going to be a threat because of the players they've signed. But I don't know if they... I know what you're saying about Mourinho and Chelsea, but I don't know if, if United, maybe a month or two ago, would have had the confidence to take a game yeah. Chelsea like that. No. And they kept fighting right to the very end as well. Well, yeah. And the crowds well, were up what's for it as well, in, different, is, in a normal yeah. Old Trafford-style way. Mm. I mean, I may, I may be forgetting a really obvious result here, but it's, it feels to me like it's been a while since they got a very late, typically, United goal. Yeah, ha- That's well, something that seems to have gone out of their game and a real sign of the sort of uh, the kind of the decline, I suppose, that they're, they're still in. I can back that up, because I think I'm right in saying until they scored a late equaliser against West Brom, they hadn't scored a goal in the last 15 minutes all season. Right. So now it's come twice in two mm. games, I think. So they've had fighting draws um, recently, which is very encouraging. And it may just be a case of, as Van Hal said, when he came into the job it may just be a case of the United players now taking on Van Hal's methods his, yeah. his information the way they want him to play of course he knows I think that he's short of decent quality experience of personnel at the back I don't think Rocco looks much of a player although he is improving slightly they've obviously had injury problems there as well so that aside um, they'll, they'll start to improve especially going forward but I wonder as well and I think I might have said this a week or two ago whether United will relish those bigger games in the Premier League rather yeah. than those games I mean because you know you're under the pressure we've seen it before in the Premier League you're under pressure you're a big team you play West Brom at home who are improving themselves at the time mm. and you think god this is the last thing we need mm. you know a big game again, we can really get up for it like a Chelsea might maybe suits them a bit better and they've done really well to, uh, to, um, to battle back into that game and just finally a lot of people were criticising United for celebrating so passionately when they scored no, it's fine. Yeah, it's like, I mean that's crazy that I mean it's a huge game for them it's a huge yeah. point they've uh, snatched a point from the jaws of defeat okay, so that might feel like more of a victory now than it would have done, say, three or four years ago. Yeah. But it's not three or four years ago. It's it's the, the circumstances are thus, and that was really a good point for them. It's yeah. just the nature of Twitter and stuff like that, though, isn't it? It's, it's just any stick to, to beat them with is, uh, is picked up. What about that De Gea save from Hazard? That was, that was nice. a beauty, mm. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's just, I mean, in a way, it's a shame for De Gea that it led to the goal, but it was, yeah. uh, he it read was a great it so bit well. of skill from, from Hazard. How oh, frustrating would that have been for De Gea to make that save? Yeah, and then... yeah no, it certainly made everyone realise how much he's improved. Well, mm. the Joe Hart thing, I mean, it really Manchester City's ambitions every season are to win the Premier League, mm. and they haven't got, a, the top, haven't got a top three keeper in the Premier League. There's no way he's better than Courtois, De Gea or Lloris. Not, not for my money. So, I, mean, I think he's that far off, though, on his day. No, I, don't he's, so. he, I don't think his day comes often enough. Hopefully it will for them. Yeah. Well. Um, uh, Terry and Ivanovic, they should have had a double penalty, shouldn't they? Yeah. It's mm. a penalty. It's a ridiculous penalty. I mean, should that be a new rule, maybe? If given two fouls in the box, you get two pens. But what happened to Shawcross the week before? 
you know, there was no Shawcross's assault in quotes was nowhere near as bad as the one on Ivanovic. Yeah, well, no. the, but that's where Shawcross made that point himself, didn't he? Mm. And was proven right, mm. despite th- the fact that that Jim, was still definitely a penalty. Just quickly, two fouls, two pens. I think two players have to take it at once. Yes, both got to strike the ball at the same time. <laughs> they, they do their legs together like a three-legged race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the goalkeeper's like got an eye patch on; he can still see, but just one eye. <laughs> yeah, right. That's nice. In future, I like that. Don't like, come to me. Introduce a severity scale for the penalty. So yeah. it's a massive takedown. Yeah, you get like. The keeper has to wear like an eye patch, has to have one arm <laughs> and a boxing back. glove. Yeah, if it's just like a really, really soft handball, it's just yeah. a normal penalty. Yeah, if it's a CM given, it's renamed a novelty and yeah, okay. some sort of forfeit applies. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> CM given. Yeah, I like that. I'd bloody like that. Um, Ivanovic harshly sent off. Uh, yeah, he had a very unfair day, didn't he, Ivanovic? I mean, he got booked for dissent. Well, yeah, I mean, that's his own fault. <laughs> uh, but. No pun in, you know, but you can't argue with that. Um, <laughs> but uh, the second one is one of those frustrating ones where it's just a, ta- it's a clash of legs, isn't it? Or whatever you'd call it. It's, um, yeah, he's yeah. not meant to bring him down, of course. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he can consider himself very hard done by given that he should have had a penalty as well and didn't get that. Do you think um, that'll be rescinded? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. No, I don't think they'll do that because it sort of tends to undermine the fact, the sort of fabric of what the referees do, and if they, if they, they tend to not overturn them, don't they? Uh, Everton they beat Burnley three-one. It's so funny, isn't it? How, um, I, you know, we're very lucky with the Premier League. You've got loads of great players and and and, and so on and so forth. And I just, oh yeah, Sam Waletto. Yeah, I forgot he's here. Mm. Brilliant. His first, well, his, both of his goals were fantastic. He was very good. Um, he was <clears throat> so nearly had the perfect hat trick, mm. which is incredible foot. for a player that's so much older than Obafemi Martins. <laughs> <laughs> what is he three years older <laughs> according so. to uh, well, Mourinho thinks he might be a bit older than that well yeah but his first goal was a lovely one lovely yeah. move and the way he got on the end of it was brilliant. perfect brilliant absolutely perfect um, I thought Everton have shown signs of great improvement over recent weeks I mean they I needed like, to I like the way Martin has managed his squad against Lille he rested players where he needed to and they've got players coming back now like Coleman who's important for them and, and Lukaku of course um, Burnley are really fearful I mean they mm. can't they can't seem to... I mean, because when, when you saw them about four or five games ago where they weren't conceding, they had that sort of three nil nils in a row. You're getting you thought, okay, Yeah, you thought, OK, fine, there's something to build on there. When Danny Ings gets back, he'll he sniff out a goal, as he did against Everton, took mm. it really well. Brilliantly. Yeah, because he fired the goals to get him up there and he deserves it. Him and Vokes deserve, deserve a chance, but I don't think on their own they're going to be enough. And, and Burnley, to me, look completely adrift now. The bottom yeah. are just four points, and there's talk about are they going to... Score less than eleven points because Derby's uh, unwanted yeah. record. Didn't they um, only spend about seven million pounds in the summer? That's correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, like. it's they've spent such little money. I mean, even yeah. when they went up, wasn't it only four hundred thousand or something? Mm. They, they spent? well, they were, I think I think they were. I think I'm right in saying they were certainly among the favourites for relegation that season, and they got promoted. I mean, it's yeah, so we've done a great job. And I understand Deutsch's point of view about keeping the players there who've earned the right to be there mm. you don't want to completely change the tide of course, no, of course but not. you have got to add a bit of quality haven't you and a bit of experience and yeah. I don't think they've done that in the they right don't areas. have the budget though of course yeah they can't bankrupt themselves on a gamble can they I don't know whether you could probably. I don't know whether clubs have done this in the past, where you you take all the sky money that you get and you basically invoke clauses into people's contracts and let if we get relegated, you're out of it, and mm. see if you can sign players that way. Maybe players and agents won't, aren't keen to do that, but mm. I mean, it seems to be the only way of doing it. Because if we look what's happened to Blackpool, we'll come to them in a minute, I'm sure. They completely took the money. The, yeah. The Oysters, oh yeah. The Oysters there are just an absolute joke. Yeah. And and they took the money, and now they're really struggling. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so may, maybe Burnley want to keep a bit of money in the bank and say, look, we're this size of club. Maybe mm. we'll have another go at it next season. Quite or possibly. Quite mm. possibly. Uh, oh, now Burnley are bottom because Newcastle aren't. 
Another win. Another little messiah popping up. <laughs> <laughs> well, how that was about beautiful. That, you were lauding Sammy Amiobi last week. You said he'd be the next saviour for Pardew, and what a finish for a guy who hasn't played that much yeah. of late. Wonderful finish. Well, I mean, Took it so well. Great run. I think the Ramble team could beat Spurs, or at least score a couple past Spurs this season. Do you think? On our day, Pochettino it? seemed to fatten during the duration of the game. Yeah. <laughs> On our day, we could we could beat. Because they're just they're t- <laughs> but sometimes Spurs are like they just cannot be bothered. Yeah. So I, I think that we probably would have a chance if we were really on our hundred percent game. If we played Spurs in the Europa League, we'd be in trouble. Yeah, we get hammered. Yeah. yeah. They are, they are so Spursy this season. Yeah. They're always like that, aren't they? They always lose the stupid games that they should win. But this season in particular, they seem to be like a almost a kind of spoof of themselves at times. I, th- I think I think Daniel Levy has got the, the team he deserves. He fucking deserves it, Daniel Levy. Mm. He can't he can't hold his nerve. He can't stick to a plan he, he got rid of Red Nat when they were doing okay I understand okay that. he got them to the Champions League exactly. twice or top four finishes twice at yeah. least and, uh, yeah fine okay so he, was doing, he, he got rid of Red Nat when Red Nat was doing well and he said that what we want to do is we want to move on a level we want to go AVB then he put his late, as far as I'm concerned it's easy for me to say Levy put his reputation on AVB and it didn't work out mm. he fired him he should have gone Not if, if mm. AVB went as well he should have gone as well said look I've got this wrong what happens is when you replace a manager so often look what Liverpool did with Rodgers Rodgers came seventh from Liverpool they yeah. stuck with him absolutely and, yesterday, and last season they almost won the title I'm not suggesting they're completely linked but you've got to have some sort of stability there and Levy cannot moan when he gets a manager in every other season or whatever it is and they have to rebuild a whole new team every time it's exactly what they deserve Spurs with, with that guy in charge he also has got a terrible reputation for not getting the managers players they want the managers go and get the players want, tell them to go get the players like AVB did it with Mart- uh, Moutinho didn't know that Moutinho didn't get him the tr- the he never is. gets the players the manager's asking for he always try to do a deal he's always trying to get a bargain and it never works out yeah, the problem with getting all these players and then you get a new manager and oh but he hasn't got the players he wants so you get some of the players he wants then he leaves and then someone else it's just a never ending uh, exactly. door no, the no, revolving but, yeah, door what I'm saying is even when he's even when he's back in the manager like when he when he first brought in Andre Villas-Boas as, as reports are to be believed Andre Villas-Boas went to him and said these are the players I need and Levy got like none of them he got mm. like a load of players that he wouldn't even, didn't even ask for but that constant turmoil makes it harder to hang on to a Bale or a Modric or, or even a, a Berbatov or a Carrick if you want to go back a bit further because these players know that in a season's time or maybe even less than that the landscape could be just completely different, different. Exactly. Like, there's no consistency I mean, Lamella and, and Eriksson will probably be the, the sort of you know future examples of that mm. um, because obviously Lamella didn't have a great season last time but we're now seeing what a player he was and what he sort of mm. promised to be but I mean if they start to do really well then they're just easy pickings for, for bigger clubs with, with more um, stability because Spurs are backed to the hill they have a sort of billionaire owner on the on the quiet and if they, they manage themselves better then I, I don't know they, they could it, be more consistent but it does seem that, that, that Levy is um, getting in the way of it, it, it you know what you were saying there Luke maybe there's other things but if you take it when, when Redknapp was in charge you know for all the comments made about Redknapp you know he did do the right job there I mean as you say Jim two top four finishes if it wasn't for that drug begot they'd yeah. got in the Champions yeah. League again and Redknapp clearly wanted the England job now 20 bad timing for them that yeah well 20 years ago or, or whenever it would have been the chairman uh, would have understood the manager just saying look I, I want to hold out and see the England job and he'd have said well fair enough that's probably the pinnacle of your career and Levy offered him a new contract I think it was and Redknapp said well I just want to sort of hang on here now you know we've all talked about what Redknapp and blah 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 but but Le- clearly Levy's pride got in the way and thought no sod you I want you're either this club or nothing and, and, and then he's changed it up and then obviously AVB often falls out with people 
people and then the well, Sherwood. There's, there's talks that so actually wanted to go by that point. And the, but, mm. the, but the whole the whole thing is... Well, was he undermined by Sherwood? I mean, there's all sorts of stuff going on there. But yes, it, the chairman seems to need to sort out his act a little bit. I think so. Yeah, well, I think we're all agreed. Uh, but it was a good result for Newcastle. It was a good result for Newcastle. It's odd. I mean, they've. You, I thought to myself, oh, where are they in the league? It's like seven points. I was like, oh, yeah, the last two wins have been extremely important. Yeah. Bloody Nora. Um, little mention for Spurs on their Europa League shenanigans. Oh, yeah, that was an amazing game. The Rabona. Yeah. Yeah, what a goal that oh, was. Oh, my. Poor old Harry Kane. So he gets a hat trick oh, and no. then gets put in goal and has that ridiculous, uh, <laughs> concedes that stupid one. I There's really something like... inherently slapstick about Harry Kane. I quite like him. I do. I like, I like that. He's gone in there and given it a go. And yeah, go. absolutely. He's, he's going to laugh him. about it afterwards. He doesn't care. He's got a hat trick. I just love the, the, the thought of the free kick takers just thinking, just get it on target. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, Harry Kane's a professional footballer. He should have just gone for that with his foot. Yeah. He was tame. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like in his own brain, he was like, well, I'm a keeper now. I've got to go my yeah. hands. Yeah. Just boot it away. Yeah. I, re- I reckon he's probably played down the park a number of times with his mates and one of those guys who often goes in goal. And he probably thought, I'll show him. Yeah. And it was like, ah, oh, I like show like, me. Like, yeah, like, have you ever scored a hat trick in the Europa League? Never let one in, though, have I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of an outfield player going and going not being that good. I'm fed up with yeah. Jagielka and that lot. Yeah. Like, that you know what? Good. How often have we seen evidence of Jagielka being good in goal? We hear about it a lot, mm. but you, you don't really see it. I remember Vinnie Jones going in goal for Wimbledon away to Newcastle. I think they got beat 6-1. But he was uh, saving them with his feet. He was didn't he? do too yeah. bad. I mean, I think he I mean, can... De Gea's very good with his feet. It's a yeah. handy thing to have. Exactly. I would say yeah. a necessity, Jim. Indeed. But yeah. Harry Kane's... Stock in trade is feet based. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's what he's known for. Yeah. It's what he's known I mean, he could have like ducked down and tried to head it away. Yeah. He could have done anything. Yeah, just not what he did. <laughs> what we've learned, yeah, what we've learned from this is that Harry Kane's hands are his least effective body part. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Swansea beat Leicester two 0 um, Bonnie with a, with a double. Him and Sigurdsson having a lovely time, hmm. linking very well. Nice moves for, for Swansea. Swansea are back. Well, they, mm. they, they, they were off, they ever away? Well, they started off very well and they lost a load of games in the row. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they lost. And then a load Gary of Monk went mental and it seemed to sort everything out. Yeah. It's like an Indian Swansea. Well, Summer, if they you certainly know. didn't win for a while, anyway. yeah. and now they've bounced back against uh, Leicester. Nigel Pearson was having a term on the. What was he talking about? Oh, my the goalpost thing. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. game was nearly delayed because um, Pearson complained about the measurements of the goalposts. And Mike Jones, the referee, had to get the step letter out and, and measure the post to make sure they were fine, which they were. Yeah. I've never heard of that before. He was walking along and he was like, about the measurements of those goalposts. You're thinking, I reckon they're probably the same ones they use every week. I like. I think what's happened is it's the first time Nigel Pearson's been back to Swansea since he was about 10, mm. and the goal looked massive then. And now he's like, that's really small. You should yeah. like, that can't be right. Now you've grown. The goal hasn't grown. Yeah. Or maybe he's so committed to um, you know watching the game from above, he doesn't normally go down on the pitch, and the same thing happened. He's gone down and he's like, no, these, these are too big. Oh, by, Luke's, by Luke's rationale, it must happen every week, yeah. every other week when they go away. This, this, this time it got reported. Yeah. He, Nigel, you've grown. Goals have not shrunk. Goals are not getting smaller. Unless he listened to this podcast, which he definitely would have done, because um, he's a bloody bloke, and he heard about his, uh, you know, us talking about him being a hard man. He thought, right, I'm going to throw my weight around. Yeah. <laughs> Measure the goalpost. No one question me. Get your stepladder. I'd I think beat that's... up a pack of dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I could take you in a heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> but the Swans are up to sixth, Jim. Yeah, it's brilliant. I, I, isn't I it? think that Mike Jones bobbing along. Was it referee Mike Jones? Yes. I think he, I, yeah, if I was him, I just kind of like, oh no, Joe. This is a really busy day for me today. <laughs> yeah, I've got loads going on. I've got so much running to do later. Yeah. I could do without being up and down a stepladder. Well, if this isn't a fourth official job, I don't know what is. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, uh, John Joe Shelby nearly scored another long ranger. I'm enjoying mm. John. England's yeah. John Joe Shelby. Tell you what, Luke, mm. Mm. could he play in that defensive pivot for England? Do you think? I mean, it's, well, there's not really many candidates could around. He? He's not, he's not a classic sort of de- defensive midfielder in, in the mould of. Uh, what, would you like to see him someone... in there with uh, with little Geordie Henderson? Well, little Geordie. <laughs> if, we put, if we want to play a four-two-three-one, yeah. But if we're playing the diamond, maybe not. I, I mean, we're so fluid, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. But we could play him there and just have him shoot from distance every time he gets the ball. I, I, mean, I mean, I mean, law of averages, he's going to get a few. Where do, do we, I vote? Yes. Do we have um, Do we have positions at England level? Which is quite fluid. Yeah, like football football type vibe, isn't it? Liquid football. Everybody knows. Slash doesn't know what they're doing. I said a few weeks ago that I thought that Jack Wilshere's future might be in that position, but you guys didn't necessarily agree. But I I still, agree. I'll still put that out there. I'd rather John. I enough. think um, for England, he might be played there and might do well there, but mm. I don't think that will be his. Uh... Fine. Um, there was another 2-0 win in the Premier League. Uh, it was QPR 2, Aston Villa 0. A Charlie Austin double. Yeah, great goals as well. I, I like it, Charlie Austin a lot. We do, don't we? And linked well with Zamora, Luke. Yes, he did. I, I, as, I, as I've bored you all with before, I watched him play a few, quite a few times for Swindon when I used to go down there a bit, and uh, he's not found his level yet. He's, he's not. Well, he's not found a level beyond him yet. He's, he's, mm. he's done it, doing the same things, making those classic forward runs. Like, I mean, I don't want to get on the back of Balotelli compared to this, but you know, I think Jamie Carragher brought it up. Balotelli makes those runs, but when he makes those near post runs, he tries to back heel it in and stuff. Yeah. All you got to yeah, do is guide yeah. it across the keeper. So difficult to defend against because yeah. the defend, you're always going to have a run on the defender. You're not going to be as fast as him because he's already at a full pelt. He's going to nip in front, and all he needs is that ball into the near post. And more often than not, he'll finish it. Him and um, Zamora with a mix-up of Vargas as well, who, who looks like he's going to a goal. They could keep him up because I was really impressed with the way that Redknapp set QPR up against Villa. He knew they were a counter-attacking team. Mm. He knew that because QPR are at home, Villa would be expecting them to come onto them, and then Villa were planned to hit him on the break because Villa didn't really have much creativity because they've got mm. no Dell for the moment. So QPR under Redknapp just said, right, you can have it. Have the ball. Have it. You, mm. We're happy if you'd had the ball because you can't do anything with it. And then they hit them on the break with that direct ball up to Zamora. And Austin just feeds up off that. Yeah. And it worked really well for them. And I think, actually, if they can keep it a bit tighter um, keep Barton in there playing well in the middle mm-hmm. with maybe one or two others, um, I think <coughs> with the goals that Austin and Zamora, if they can keep Zamora fit, can get them, I reckon they might just about squeeze out of relegation. And bring in Tarat again if he's fit. <laughs> yeah, indeed, yeah. <laughs> Let me bring this into stark focus. Leeds and Watford have had five managers between them since Aston Villa last scored a goal. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that could be yeah like, I was going to say that could have been last week. game yeah. Villa have lost five games in a row without scoring a goal so Charlie Austin's still pretty young isn't he England future well, I mean, it was talked about in the, in the post-match interview yesterday, and, and um, I mean, he needs to get a few more goals yet. But I mean, this is the thing for players like Austin. He looks at the England players ahead of him and thinks, "Wow, do you know what? So what? Do you mm. know what I mean, storage and Rooney aside, well, Welbeck's in there. Yeah, but I mean, I think what? he can challenge Welbeck. Yeah, of course. Of course, why not? Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, Lambert and Keane have their their work out, uh, cut out for them certainly, and uh, oh. Mentioning Roy Keane. Oh, yeah. Um, I was at uh, Lord's on Saturday. I was presenting a Q&A with the Blizzard chaps. All uh, right. Your proper football mates. You said it, brother. Um, <laughs> oh, the ones who take football really seriously. Oh, you're pathetic, oh. brother. 
Um, uh, anyway, uh, but before us, uh, our warm-up act was Roy Keane, and uh, he uh, was talking about his book, of course. Is he short? Um, is he intimidating? I d- the trouble is, I didn't. I was sat front row. Hmm. I think he says in his book that he's five eight and a half. Is that right? Yeah, I think. But um, uh, anyway, Roy Keane. Uh, before I arrived, he was in the green room. Was Mick McCarthy in there? I'm afraid not. Hmm. Uh, but Just uh, bits of him. But the Roy- other chaps were, so Jonathan was a Fleeble Claire and, and Miguel Delaney were in there, and they said that uh, they were watching the classic and they came in and Roy was sat there watching the game. I'd cl- love to watch a game Roy Clutching yeah. the remote control. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was in injury time, and obviously it was 3-1 to, to Real Madrid, so it was going to be fine and dandy. And, and they hadn't seen the goals, of course, just had, hadn't been bought, just walking in, yeah. uh, didn't see the, the whole game. And, you know, you, the game's ending, you wait for the final whistle, yeah. you wait maybe for a bit of post-match. Keane, in injury time, changes the channel. Right. Yeah, he just had enough of it. Nobody said a word. Yeah, yeah, he didn't even turn around as if to say, is that all right? Or, no. He's in charge. Yeah. yeah. I, I'd charge. like to think I would have said something, but I wouldn't. Oh, no. But he, uh, Good job Josie Mourinho wasn't there. Oh, my goodness. He'd be all over that But his, his, his talk was great, actually. He's, he's much more witty, funny, and self-aware, as you've often said about mm. self-awareness, than, than you might think. Mm. I, he, I completely agree. Yeah, yeah, very, very good. He did actually make uh, a lot of people laugh when, obviously, there was, there was a bit of a Q&A session there, and some people asked him about Ferguson. And he, and he, but in his book, he does talk highly of Ferguson at, at some bits, yeah. and obviously said he had his... He said Look, I had my greatest years under Ferguson, you know, so it's not all one way um, thinking there. And then someone asked him and said, Is there anybody who, you know, if you saw them, would it still be a bit awkward or, or a great, would you be still a little bit distant with them or whatever it may be? And he said, Well, you know, there was that player, but it's on the field. Da, 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 da. And then someone went, What about Alan Shearer? And he went, Yeah, not having that. Not Alan Shearer. <laughs> <laughs> he was genuinely like, Shearer, nah. Did you see what he said? But he did say, but I wish he'd played for Manchester United. Though. Did you hear what he said a while back when they were talking? He was talking about young players um, getting in trouble and stuff. And. Um because everyone's got camera phones and stuff now yeah. and he said can you imagine what would happen if people had camera phones in my time I'd be doing time I'd be doing time yeah. <laughs> it. he's got a lovely turn of phrase and he mm. said what just one more he said uh, about um, Damien what's his name uh, I don't know who was he, he had him at Ipswich Delaney and, no was it Delaney Possibly, and he had him at Ipswich, and, and he, he took a bit of criticism in the book and whatnot, and he said, but like, I, I like the guy, and he, he just said, I wasn't abusing him every time he got out of his car, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I just really, really like that. that. That makes you think, like, every, you thought about doing that. Every time he pulls up in his car, Keane's there, jabbing him. Yeah. <laughs> I have people to do that for me. Oh, should we talk about the They're wearing Roy Keane masks. Championship, Jim. All right. Uh, Birmingham, zero. Bournemouth, eight. Yeah. Woo. Wow. Birmingham will be disappointed with that. Two eight nils in a week. Mm. Birmingham won one in 25 home games. <laughs> Dan Gosling came on, on as a sub for Bournemouth in that game. I had no idea he was there. Is that right? Mm. Eddie Howe's having a lovely old time, isn't he? Gary mm. Rowett is Romping the former... Uh, sorry, he, he was the former Burton Albin boss. He's now the new man in charge of Birmingham. Uh, yes, they won... In that case, he's still the yeah, former Burton He remains Albin the boss. former. That's right. Yeah. That he's a, I, I'm right. pleased for Rowett. He's had his chance. I mean, Burton were unlucky last season. They're doing well this season. Yeah, nearly got promoted. He deserves a chance. Well, it's whether he can do a job or whether anyone can do a successful job under the current ownership of Birmingham that's the problem well, again you talk about ownerships there's another one mm. uh, Birmingham have won one match in the last ten 
I think they've won one in the last 25 home games. I'm pretty sure that's right. Yeah, it's provable. Crazy. Listeners get to work. Uh, Leeds lost at home to Wolves 2-1. Neil Redfern mm. looks set to be the new Leeds manager as Darko uh, Milanic was sacked on the weekend. In many ways, Neil Redfern is better off just staying in the background. Yeah. Because as soon as he gets the job officially, he's going to be fired. That's right. Yeah. It's really, really weird. Credit to Wolves. Somebody tweeted us about this. Like, I mean, they, they had a terrible old time, but they're, they're level on points at the top in the mm. Championship now. They are, yeah. Well, this is their first season back in the Championship. Yes. Right? Promoted last season. Um, yeah, um, Milanic, uh, no wins in six matches. He was quite sanguine about it, Milanic. He was like, yeah, well, I knew the job when I took it. I knew what the, the chairman was like, and fair enough. Yeah, we can't argue with that, can we? Yeah. Uh, Leeds, they're only five points above the relegation zone, but only ten points off the top spot. That's the beauty of the championship. Mm, it is the beauty. Every year. Yeah. Um, uh, Reading beat Blackpool 3-0. Jose Riga has been sacked. Uh, they've won just one match in 16 this season. Poor old Blackpool. This is what I mean about the um, the owners of Blackpool. <laughs> oh, wow, so what? You, you, st- you let your manager start the season with only six professional football players and now he's not getting any results so you fired him yeah. Yeah. Who's, whose fault can that be I mean it, it, all joking aside it, it really is bad yeah. at Blackpool I mean it, it's disgraceful More needs to and be those, made those it, fans yeah. have been really put through the ringer there do you know what I mean They've been at the club's been essentially asset strips. Um, the thing is, maybe the way- they'll give Milanich a week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's in the area anyway. Not that yeah. far. We were talking about temp managers recently, and maybe yeah. they'll t- start it. Yeah. Ah, oh, we feel for you, Black. It could be literally really a America round. Um, Nottingham Forest lost again. There's the smile. Well, mm. The prediction no, marches on. Smile Don't on say face. smile because I've got no beef at all with Nottingham Forest. They're an amazing club. It's a wry smile. Full of history. But Stuart Pearce is not good enough at this level of football to be a manager. He's not good enough. And, and, and I mean, there's talk of him trying to sign Paul, uh, Tom Ince on loan. <clears> yeah. <clears throat> oh, come aside for me. I'm the guy who racially abused your dad in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> is that going to work? I mean, is Tom Ince going to go for that? You know. Anyway, uh, Stuart Pearce is, is not going to be good enough to get that team out of the uh, out of the championship. And I'll tell you what the problem they may have is that um, because he's such a legend there, they may not fire him quick enough. Because it happened with Portsmouth with Guy Whittingham. He was, he's a legend at Portsmouth. He was mm. doing quite a poor job. And Portsmouth were very reluctant to fire him because they, they thanked him for everything he'd done in the past. And it could be the same with Pearce. I'm not suggesting to sack Pearce now because obviously they're doing okay. But they've dropped You've right down to seventh already. March. So will March be just too long or just in time? <laughs> well, we'll see won't we? March would be about, about, about right, in my right. opinion. <laughs> I didn't say, anyway, by the way, I didn't say he'd be fired, so he'd be gone by March. So it may well be his own decision. Tune in more next week for a bit more clairvoyancy from me. <laughs> you wait to hear what I've got to say about Newcastle. Mr. Charles. More, more Stradamus strikes again. There you, you are. There it is. Um, let's go to your favourite league in mine, the Scottish Championship. <laughs> what is um, going on? It, well, doesn't it, just It never disappoints. Um, Hibernian won, Heart of Midlothian won. The Hearts remain unbeaten this season in the league. I'm pretty sure that's right. Um, <laughs> I didn't check The it. level of care uh, <laughs> put into it. <laughs> Um, the, I tell you what, right? The hearts, the Hibs went one nil up, and uh, it was looking it was looking bleak for the Hearts, and then went down to ten men. Rightly so, that was a horrendous tackle. Yeah, and it's it's in injury time. Hearts are just trying to sort of throw men forward, but they're not really getting any breaks. And Ali Mozturk, the, the centre back, who hasn't scored for Hearts, centre back gets the ball. I don't know, seventy yards out was it <laughs> at least? And uh, thinks I know, I'll smash one in off yeah. the bar from it here. Was, uh, it, it was more of a larrup. <laughs> My giddy aunt. If you st- if you get your checklist up of things that you want from a goal, <laughs> Derby, imagery time off yeah. the bar, defender, yeah, yeah defender. Yeah. I mean, his first goal for the club. Yeah, lovely old. Don't bother trying anymore. Don't bother trying anymore. Is that a message to Hibs? 
in general? Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, no you comment. said it, Luke. No comment. Not me. Not me. So, yes. Uh, right. Uh, now let's go to the Scotland of the South. It's La Liga. Uh, Real Madrid 3, Barcelona 1. Mm. Uh, Luis Suarez made his debut. Lots of people saying that it was a conspiracy, mm. but he was uh, banned up until that particular day. Then he was... I, uh, wait. I felt he lacked bite. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Couldn't quite get his teeth into the derby, could he, Jim? Uh, uh, yeah, people saying that it was a, a conspiracy that he was conveniently came back just before that game. Matter, would it, it? But as one or two others pointed out, would it not have been better, actually, if we're talking about conspiracy and all that kind of crap, that if he, you know, there's already a big uh, hoo-ha around Real Madrid versus Barcelona, as there always is. Actually, it would have made more sense if you were going to rig it that he would come back in a smaller game, so there yeah. would be more of it. Well, a, I just don't think there was a conspiracy. Do you not? Yeah. No. All right, well, we'll drop that chat. Yeah. Uh, Neymar opened the scoring. Um, Luis Suarez assisted him, didn't he? Yeah. It was so easy, that goal from Neymar. Didn't get near him, did they? No. Just did not push up on him at all. the edge of the box. Yeah, it's it was crazy. really, really strange. Neymar's good at finding those weird little pockets of space, though, where he seems to take people by surprise by suddenly finding a bit of it. But Jim, yeah. by little pocket, do you mean sort of half the penalty? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's a big pocket. I know, but like, generally that's true of Neymar, and he does, um, I don't know, he's just very good at sniffing out space, and <laughs> a lot of the time it opens up for him. I was just so surprised watching it. He, he cut inside on his right foot and just slotted it in the but corner, and the it was match, so The match report I read said that it was almost like each team was content for the other team to have a go, finish mm. their move. And then yeah. Would, and so it very, did very much feel like that. Messi missed a good chance. He did, he? didn't he? Yeah, yeah. And I, he blazed one over late on, which the Real fans mm. loved. And, and if you look at yeah. Xavi Iniesta, for sure, their best years are behind them now. For yeah, sure. I'm not absolutely. saying they're bad players. Iniesta as well, would you say? Their best, their I mean, best Isco years are really behind them. really mugged him mm. off, didn't he, in the build-up to Benzema's goal, which was the, the goal of the game. It was such a beautiful bit of um, counter-attacking yeah. link-up play between them and Benzema could have had more as well. True. I mean, yeah. we have to remember, though, that he's Luis Enrique's first season in charge, and obviously Ancelotti's had that. And but the they, they've added. I mean, Real Madrid are bloody excellent. And it's the cool. first league goals Barcelona have conceded this season yeah. as well. That is amazing. Like, just, I know it's, it's very difficult. You've got to tiptoe around talking about, you know, who are we to say that great players like Xavi and Yesterday, like genuine greats, greatest, greatest midfielders yeah. of all time in some, you know, in some people's uh, eyes. Sure. You've got to be very careful when you talk about their best years being behind them and saying they're on their way down and stuff now. But you, it's hard to imagine. Uh, those two players but performing that poorly in a classic of course they're going to be good enough to do it most weeks in La Liga and probably against the majority of Champions League teams but we're talking about very fine margins very top level Real Madrid, Bayern Munich to a certain extent Chelsea Mm. are those players able to be relied upon at the top level and if not and I suspect they might not be able to be relied on then Enrique's got a much bigger job on than they even thought because he's got to bring players through and um, and, and needs to do that pretty quick even in the height of their success when, when a few years ago obviously Xavi was younger as they all were that's how time works um, there were there were he had more runners around him. I mean, Messi and uh, well, it might be because because of, of someone like Alves is past his best as well. What? A few years ago, I saw a uh, midfield player. Well, maybe called, the Scottish um, Championship. Though. I saw yeah, I saw a midfield player called Sergi Sampa play for Barcelona against Tottenham in, at White Lane in the, the next year. That's right. Yeah, and he is about to sort of start to make his move. I think, yeah. and he looked. I mean, obviously, I'm not I'm not no expert spotting young talent or anything, but <laughs> he he did look ridiculous. I mean, against Spurs in the next year, and they beat Spurs. I think quite handily. I think it was two 0 in the end, but they were much better. What's his name? Sergi Sampa in by March he, yeah if we manage Forest by March uh, he, <laughs> he will make the strange move of going straight into management you're right uh, in, in the championship no, but he, I, I promise you I know it sounds ridiculous but in that game like a film goes straight to DVD which they won easily and he pulled the strings he didn't even look like he ever, ever bothered running yeah. he was just walking around and I, I wonder if he's going to be the next big thing to, to happen I mean I'm probably sure there are people listening here going oh we've known about him for ages but just to, just to remind let people let them Luke yeah. is, does it make the decision to let Cesc Fabregas 
Tedesco seem a bit crazier. But he was playing further forward for them anyway, wasn't he? He was, but the general idea was but that he would replace one of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it, just, yeah. it just didn't seem to really happen there. And I, I, No, but I think people were expecting a bit too much, really, almost. Because it, God, I mean, it, it was very much, they were very vocal about the fact that the, the idea was for Fabregas to be there for ages and to sort of take on that mantle, mm. and then they just didn't give him the chance to. Jim, does your heart still beat for Fabregas? I, whenever bit. I see Fabregas play, I remember that he signed a five-year contract with Chelsea, right, which breaks my heart. And But you know, like, when you see a player that you're so used to supporting, you inherently want them to do well, and then you <laughs> yeah. remember that they play for Chelsea, yeah. and you think, oh, can't he? He's going to be there for five years. Can't he just go travelling or something? Like, can't he just <laughs> stop playing football for a bit? <laughs> Awful. Can you not even support him individually in maybe just Champions League games? I don't think I could bring myself to do that. All right. Well, I, I, th- I think you're right in saying about about Cesc because, of course, he was played further forward more often than not for Barcelona. Yeah. But we see what job he's doing for Chelsea now, and he can obviously play deeper because he's doing it. Yeah. And you think, well, actually, Barcelona could do a bit of help there, and it seems like a strange one. Yeah. Strange. But I guess with the, the amount of um, money they spent on Suarez, they had to make some of it back somehow. Mm. It's good to see um, Isco play so well. Because I mean, a lot was made of Bale not being there, and you forget what an amazing replacement they've got. Yeah. Isco's a great player. Any any other team in the world, mm. possible exception of Bayern Munich, um, he'd be playing. Every yeah. week. He's fantastic. He really. I don't actually think he had his best game against um, Barcelona. I thought he, I've seen him play better this season, but he's absolutely fantastic. He really. Mm. I mean, against Liverpool, he just ran the show. He, like yeah. he wasn't even trying. He ran the show. Yeah, they well. were excellent against Liverpool. You must rate Isco. Yeah, I do, yeah. I know, yeah. I'm just sitting back and enjoying the chat. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, I like the listeners are, no doubt. Um, uh, Sevilla beat uh, Villarreal 2-1. Um, a couple of goals in the last uh, couple of minutes there, which took Sevilla joint top. They're having a great Doing season. Well. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, you may say, well, actually, La Liga isn't the Scotland of the South because it's really tight at the top. Well, it is in the Scottish Premiership as and, well, don't forget. So, and Sevilla uh, lost... Uh, they often mirror each other. Sevilla lost uh, Rakitic yes. to Barcelona. That's right. And, and, and so Rakitic is maybe one who can come in there and mm. do something. I forgot about him. He didn't start the game, did he, against Real Madrid? No, uh, Valencia and Atleti both won, and they're two points off the top as well. So it's quite nice and tight in uh, in, in Spain for a change. I mean, seldom yeah. do we see the top five separated by two points going into um, November. Valencia have just uh, been taken over by, I believe, a Singaporean billionaire. Right. Which... Um, on the face of it, I don't know anything about this guy, mm. but on the face of it, Valencia, of course, we remember not that long ago reaching a couple of Champions League finals, yeah. massive club. Won La Liga. Yeah, exactly. They, they had a, 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 a great uh, They had a great side and, and, and they were a joy to watch in, in some of those Champions League games and, of course, finances and whatnot. They've, they've had to scale down and uh, sell a lot of their best players and so on and so forth. Yeah. So if on the face of it, like I say, um, they've got a lot more money, which that surely they will do, then that's really good news for them, actually. Because it's they... good news for the Liga in general. Absolutely. Yeah, although we thought that about Malaga. True, yeah. True. <laughs> yeah, well, I, that's why I say, yeah. say it on the face and of it. And you got too. Santi Gazzola out of it, so no moaning. <laughs> 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 right, uh, uh, let's go out of Europe to India. Um, uh, more violence. Uh, the Indian Super League has banned Robert Perez for some fisticuffs with Disgusting. an opposition coach. Robert Perez, Perez can do whatever he wants. Perez plays 40-year-old. Robert Pires plays for FC Goa. Ten years older than Oberfemi Martins. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Pires can do whatever he wants, and that's why he took a dive against Pompey at Highbury in the under uh, Absolutely, yeah. 
Mm. Um, Sickening. Uh, Pires was punched at half-time by Kolkata coach Antonio Habas, who himself has received a four-match ban. The report didn't clarify what Pires' offence was. Can I, right. ta- can I just quickly say, I, yeah. don't, I don't advocate violence, especially not to, to hit horses, as we've, as we've seen. But um, I, after Robert Pires died for that uh, penalty against Portsmouth in the, in the Invincible season... Do you think this is what it is? Yeah. Well, I was just saying... I'll Finally take, retribution. I'd take a four-match ban for punching Pires. Yeah. I would take it. <laughs> I'd take it. about that. I was, was, I wasn't, got a draw that I wasn't day. at the time. I was, yeah, no, we should have won. Yeah. Football doesn't work know, like that, it? though, does it? No, it doesn't. Didn't, though. Sadly. Celebrating a draw at yeah. home to Portsmouth. <laughs> it was a better time. From the past. Anyway. It doesn't work like that. No, it only works for the big teams. That's right. right. Man United, like you support. And uh, <laughs> oh, here we go. Yeah. Um, Tildesley and I in the straight end. Um, <laughs> you can't shut him up about that magical night in Barcelona when the mics are off. <laughs> and we've got to go to Mexico. Yet more violence. Ladies and gentlemen, my goodness. It's a violent show this week. Atlas coach Tomas Boy. Tomas the Boy. He was fined and banned for punching a home fan in the VIP section. Mm. I love it how it says the VIP section. They're all, they're all equal. Well, no, because it might be an influential sort of investor or something, or a sponsor mm. or something like that. You know, it could be worse. Could be, yeah. All people are as equally important well, to me. Like some the chairman's snotty others, son. Um, you would imagine that uh, Tomas Boy uh, was a little bit uh, sorry after this. It's He's, a good name. He said, I'd do it again. What else was I meant to do? He called me a wimp, a chicken shit. Should I stay calm? Yeah. For every action, there is an equal opposite reaction. That's what you get. Eh? That's not an equal reaction. Thomas the massive lad boy. <laughs> well, do, you know what, do you know what his uh, full name is? Thomas Juan Boy. Yes. Thomas John Boy. John Boy. That's his name. Juan is John. John Boy. We like that. Uh, Yes, stop punching everybody, people. Mm. There's Uh, a lot of punching this week. uh, But it's now time for your highlights of the week with Luke Moore. Hello. I'll probably try not to make this just a list of names. Uh, we got a lot of people supporting Birmingham asking not to be mentioned, which is a change from the usual. Normally, it's people say, oh, You didn't mention my team. Literally got about, I'd say, over 10 Birmingham fans saying, Please don't talk about us this week. Wow. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> it's already happened. Um, Finbar Bevan gets in touch as my highlight of the week with Spurs conspiring to keep, with the rest of the Cockney Mafia to keep Alan Pardew in a job. Ah. Hashtag Diggory is fuming. How's Diggory feel about it, Pete? Uh, he's, we're both uh, on the same page on this Yeah, fair yeah. enough, yeah. Um, Edo O'Brien. And Sam Allardyce beating the champions, likening themselves to Fergie and Mourinho, bromancing Russell Brand. What a hat trick for the gravy! Actually, to be fair, he wasn't bromancing Russell Brand. Russell Brand came up and it planted pieces no on choice. his face. He yeah, had no choice. Yeah. Um, Will Donovan. <laughs> Will Donovan said, "I saw a genuine in the flesh Sammy Amiobi goal. I then cheered my mum up while Spurs were being useless by telling her about the time him and Denver Bar got annoyed by a radio playing classical music in a cupboard. Remember that? That was when um, uh, Sammy Amiobi thought there was someone was playing." Music Music down the street and wouldn't mm. shut up, and it turned out to be a radio in the cupboard, <laughs> in his own cupboard. Yeah. Um, Jack reacts said Uwe Ross are getting clattered on the sidelines. Did you see that? No, for Wigan. I think they won actually. Didn't oh, they? I did see that. Yeah. He, he was probably upended. It was a real heavy. I, fall. I forgot to say in the West Ham game, um, didn't uh, was it Valencia fell into the Man City end, and when Amalfitano scored, he kind yeah. of jumped in there and he celebrated and with the away fans. But he great. sort of pulled him out there. But it did look like he was jumping in the away fans. Yeah, have some Come of that. On. Yeah, um, Julian Winston. We didn't talk about this actually. We should have done. So, well done, Julian. He said, without doubt, Stephen Naismith smashing the ball off the bar and smacking Tom Heaton in the head yep. when uh, he's laying on the floor after just conceding Everton's third goal. Oh, yeah. Good aim. I love that because he can't get, can't feasibly get in trouble for, for a descent there or for, for any sort no. of unsportsmanlike behaviour. He's hitting off the bar and hit him on the head. That's right. So, if he mm-hmm. meant to do that, it's very, very good. 
Uh, what else have we got here? James Knight says, Harry Kane, striker, keeper, legend. Mm. Um, we've got a couple from the forum here. Maverick says, I went to Lille and avoided all the trouble to see my first ever European away uh, point in five games in two sports. <laughs> uh, 4am uh, train, Sheffield to Retford, Retford to London, King's Cross, Eurostar to Lille, get to the hotel, get changed, out for a few drinks, then the game. Way back was much easier. I'm absolutely knackered now. But I thought that's a bit about what football's all about. You know, yeah, yeah. It's an adventure, isn't it? Hmm. What else have we got here? Uh, my highlight of the weekend, this is from Deke, he said, my highlight of the weekend was Football Ramble Forum going down for maintenance on a Saturday afternoon, leaving me to resort to the Ramble Facebook page for all my football-related chat and subsequently forcing me to become real-life friends with a fellow forumer and having an actual real-life conversation. Oh, oh, that's a good thing. Okay, that's a you could put good. for maintenance in inverted commas all you like, pal, but that was actually what it was. <laughs> we can't afford to pay a webmaster during the week. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what we'd be covering up yeah, exactly. on our own website. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my highlight, or one of them certainly, was Carlos Eduardo for Nice against Wignomp, scoring a uh, Wignomp. not a hauler, a glut. A glut. He got five. Glut. Wow. A seven-two win. What a brilliant return! And my highlight was probably um, Portsmouth building on a, a great uh, midweek win against uh, Stevenage by losing to Shrewsbury. <laughs> <laughs> and who supports the Shrews? Friend of the Ramble, Murray James. I got a text. text yeah. When literally as the final whistle went, it went um, with about forty-five Shrews. Just Shrew, 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 Shrew. Yeah, he'll do that. Yeah. And, and he, I bet he wrote out each yeah, one exactly. that he did. Little copy and paste for Barry. Nah, no. he enjoyed that. Jimmy, got any highlights? No, no, no. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, that's uh, the end of the show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for rambling with us this week. It feels uh, like a long one, was it? A long mm, one. Self indulgent. Mm. Uh, mm. If you want to get in touch, the email is show at thefootballramble.com uh, and the Twitter is at footballramble and the website is thefootballramble.com. We have an announcement as well, don't we? Um, we do. Next week, um, myself, Luke, and Marcus uh, will be doing a live version of the popular TV show Nightmare. Uh, <laughs> I promise you, this is not a lie. We will actually be doing this. It's uh, the show. Sorry, the Lyric Theatre on Shaftesbury Avenue. It's Monday the in 3rd London. of November in London. Yes, um, um, And you can go to nightmarelive.com for tickets. That's obviously Nightmare with a K. I promise you this is not a made-up thing. We are actually going to be guiding someone around a fictional realm. If you do get if tickets, you, can I please just stress that I have no idea what's going on. No, no. no. none of us will. I, 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 I remember Nightmare. Joint. We're old enough to remember yeah, Nightmare. Exactly. Nightmare. We enjoy and it. You, obviously, we all thought we'd be really good at it. I've done it before. It is really hard. Oh, I'd imagine. I'm, I'm a very clumsy and impractical person, as you know. And that manifest itself in the, in the fact that I kept walking this guy into like props and the walls <laughs> not not even me moving yeah <laughs> I, I don't have any memory of the show other than that it was sort of, I was vaguely terrified marvellous say goodbye Luke goodbye say goodbye Jim goodbye and cheerio from me dears Should we go to Bulgaria? Yes. Shall we? To uh, Sofia. What, what's going on here? I would imagine it's just a kind of standard roundup of results if we're going to Bulgaria. Yeah. No, <laughs> nothing unusual or weird, right? How did CSK and Sofia get on the derby? They, 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 they beat Levski Sofia 3 0 in the Sofia derby on the weekend. Ofs. Um, during the match, uh, CSK's fear manager, Stoicho um, Mladenov, he was hit on the head by a <laughs> snowball thrown by a Levski fan and stopped laughing because he collapsed and the game was stopped for seven minutes 
right? Wow. And the assistant manager informed the fourth official of the snowballs before the incident, but he was told that it was just normal behaviour. I don't believe him. Right. No, I don't. Well, Mladenov, Unless there was like a, a rock in it. Mladenov <laughs> claimed afterwards he briefly lost consciousness. However, the Levski fans Fascist were angry Lincoln. and said he'd feigned this. So you I, can start laughing again. I think he did fake it. I, I think he did forget. He's, he's more than within his right to do so. Don't throw things at the manager. Don't throw. Can you can you answer me this? <laughs> Don't throw things at the manager. You must have been, as I was when you were a kid, a fan of wrapping up a dog shit in a snowball. What? Oh um, my god! I, I have never. Yeah, as did I. You yeah. appalling Luke human. More. Former school bully Luke Moore. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I would originally throw a snowball at a horse on the way. <laughs> what is it about northeastern people abusing horses? Come on, cruelty to animals. Yeah. It's Worse. No, no, Animal no, no. bully, Pete well, Donaldson. That's not worse. No, no, no. No, no I'll tell you for why. Because every time I used to, every morning, I. Because he threw them at you. I used to, I used to run, have to run across the school field, well, the, the field next to the school, and the horse always used to chase me, and I was shit scared of it. A horse cannot manufacture a snowball, it's got a cloven hoof. Mm. It's, it's not fair. Tried to bite me Hang on a minute, we talking about it's not fair. If you got up a little bit earlier, you wouldn't have had to run across the field, you wouldn't have startled the horse, and then you wouldn't have had to punch it like all of your Geordie <laughs> brethren. <laughs> <laughs> Going to school for a field with a horse in it. Whatever <laughs> <laughs> this is. It's a fucking Beano. Yeah. <laughs> and that is genuine criticism from a man who was just talking about wrapping a shit up in a snowball. Can I just say, that was a weapon for me against the bullies, not a bullying oh, weapon. Oh, was it? Yeah. But that's going pretty Did Would nuclear. you have thrown that at a horse with the dog job? Oh, I don't agree with cruelty to animals, full stop. Oh, you've gone too far there, Donaldson. That was a terrible thing for me to do, but it, I, in, in retrospect, it did bite me a couple of times. Can I ask you, can I, can I ask you a, just a quick question? Genuinely, if you threw a snowball at a horse and it lost consciousness for seven minutes, it's not a laughing matter. What would you do? What would you do? Would you, f- would you accuse it someone? of faking the. <laughs> You'd accuse it of just faking it like the Levski fans, yeah? yeah. Come on, you silly ass. Yeah, I can rem- I can remember back in <laughs> back in the sort of early nineties, I think it would have been. There was a, a horrific set of crimes uh, in this one part of Hampshire, and there was this guy, no one knew who he was, um, and he was known as the Hampshire Horse Mutilator. Have you heard of that? Yeah, oh, I remember dear, that. No, right, yeah. yeah, so um, and there was talk about it. It was on Crime Watch and everything. I think when Crime Watch used to be sort of local TV as well, yeah. it was like on that. And there was and they put a um, I know this is bad, That's but horrendous. Like, they put a photo fit up of who they thought it was, and it really Diggory. really looked like Bobby Davro. <laughs> That's a... <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't surprise you. Did they ever catch it? the culprit and prove it wasn't? I don't think they did catch I don't think he was ever caught, no. Oh, no. Horrific crime, by the way. I don't want to make light of that. Of it's absolutely horrendous. So, but all I'm saying is... Well, I'll tell you. I want to know more about this horse are a gateway drug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're a gateway weapon, if it's anything. It's the end of the wedge. Yeah. So, Pete, when was the last time you saw this horse? Because it sounds like you had a, if it bit you a few times, you, had a, you basically had a feud with a horse. Yeah. It was a running battle for about five years. Yeah. Is that why you moved to London? <laughs> right, we're gonna we're gonna have to move on. I mean, Maybe we don't have time to go through the rest of the Bulgarians. Well. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> to find out them in your own time. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. 
Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.